Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome. We're coming straight from a meeting that very much has like our gears going and our brains turning. So if we're taking a second to transition that brain over, that's why. Doesn't it feel so fun though? Like now that we're starting to have meetings like this with outside people that are not you and I? I can't even handle it. No, I can't even. The 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 prospect of this idea that we just discussed and are moving forward with is so fucking exciting and personal to like both of us. I just, I can't handle it. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I literally texted you 20 minutes ago. Isn't it fun when we're the boss? Yeah, but then it's fun when it's like we can talk to other people. Not that I don't love you. Like it just makes it seem so much more real just because like I feel like if you follow anyone on the internet or anyone with the podcast, I'm sure they say the same thing where like, it does you and I are just talking to each other. It feels like a phone call. And like, exactly. obviously we get your guys's like DMs and messages. And like, whenever you write in for questions with, by the way, today's a and a So like, <laughs> stay tuned. Like that's, I'm like, oh shit, there's people listening, but. It's the best part. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I frequently forget that there's someone listening. Uh-huh. So it feels very isolating. Until we have moments like this, baby. Yeah. Building shit together. Just trucking on. Okay, let's do a quick unpacking and then get well, into our Q&A. New moon in Scorpio. Oh, man. I know. My uterus is feeling it. I l- words. <laughs> I literally about to, I was about to say, which means Meadow's <laughs> about to start her period. Because, you know, I bleed with the full. She bleeds with the new. <laughs> <laughs> and Mahal has it right now, too. I synced with my dog because I haven't had the opportunity to get her fixed yet. Yeah. How you feeling about the new moon? Oh my God, so good. I mean, I fully dove into it all last night and I I don't want to share like exactly my process and everything I did, but part of it did include like a meditation and journaling, obviously. That's kind of like mm-hmm. the bare minimum. And I feel so good. Even Michaela, I was talking to Michaela because we always, every kind of ritualistic new moon, full moon, we'll text each other, what are you doing? You know? And even Michaela was like, you just feel more whole recently. And I was like, that's exactly that's so how I nice. feel. And then I was driving to the dog park with Aaron today because he's sick. And we the um he always listens to Sunday service, which is, is the choir separate from Kanye. I'm not even gonna touch that. And they had a song called Souls Anchored. And I was like, that verbiage is like exactly how I feel. I feel so spiritually grounded and like whole and complete and like up leveled in a new way recently that feels like which is ironic because that's what the whole new moon energy was about was like the ending of a six-month cycle from like march april may and like stepping into a new six-month cycle and it really feels like that was all a big time like a big career shift happened for Mm -hmm. me and i'm stepping into it now it just all is aligning very beautifully and i'm like seeing it like oh okay it makes sense no but can i tell you i feel really good about it can i tell you that like what you just said makes so much sense to me about you feeling so anchored because Obviously, I don't get to see you that often, but we've been seeing each other pretty often lately in person. But the summer I was there a yeah, lot. You were here a lot. Yeah. Your presence is much more grounded, right? Like, is much it? more grounded. Like you. Chiller. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't even mean it in a way of like you were unchill. I just mean it in a way of like you, yes, have a more relaxed energy around you. Okay. Relaxed in when we're talking about Meadow and relax when we're talking about me mean very different things. Relaxed for oh, me yeah. means like yeah, yeah, yeah. chilled the fuck out. Relaxed for Meadow means like not hyper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like you're yeah. like, you're, you're hyper. I'm never. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, relaxed means stick has been removed from my asshole. Yours means you're not hyper. I'm you like the way, little fairy floating around the room. Yeah. Yes. You're much more like that, but like in a very grounded way. Uh-huh. And it's I'm really not, calming. No part of me feels, I think by removing people pleasing, my personality is less performative. Oh, I hear that. And not in a way that like, oh, I'm always here putting on a show, but like Aaron and I talk about that. Like we're friends that always like have been through something with someone or have a shtick with someone or the good storyteller of this past time. Like, and yeah. I just don't, I'm so pleased in my own little vibe and situation. I'm not there to like host or entertain. Like I would always make myself the host of something yes. or like a group. Yes. I do Isn't not it? feel the need to do it. And I really like it. <laughs> I like it for you too. And honestly, I've stopped. I've do, I've been doing the same thing. And isn't it interesting when you stop doing that to sit back and realize how many people rely on you for conversation and for entertainment and then how much oh more God. fucking quiet it gets and then how much other people are forced to hold a fucking conversation because you're not the one carrying it on your back? I will say though, I thought I was a little bit more aware than I am because I, I, I just like will debrief with people later and be like, wow, I totally miss that. Like, <laughs> like I do think like I recognize that. And then simultaneously, because I'm less involved, like I am so happy in my own world and so unaffected by other people. Like I went from an empath that was hypersensitive to knowing people's emotions because it was a safety measure for me to predict what they were. So I could provide that whatever. I went from like that sort of dynamic to being so unaffected by whatever energy you're bringing that now, like I I'm almost ignorant to what it is. Does that make sense? Because yeah, I'm because in my own little happy fucking soul anchored bubble. I mean, it makes sense. We literally spent the best weekend in San Diego for your birthday. And like, oh, Jesus, my phone just hit my water glass on the floor and nothing happened. Oh, gorgeous. We love to hear it. We spent the best weekend in San Diego for your birthday and so many moments happened. And I called Meta to like recap after. And she's like, what? I'm like, you were sitting right there. Couldn't tell you. So happy, so present. Couldn't tell you what happened. Couldn't tell you one thing. I had the best time. I know how I felt. I don't remember. That's, <laughs> that's important. <laughs> I'm though. too present. How you feel? I have no more memory. <laughs> People always remember how you make them feel. It's so true. What did the yeah. new moon bring up for you? What were you? Um, you know what? Do you want to do a quick in and out? Like, what did you release and what are you calling in? Sure. Uh, released, trying to release. Fear. I have a lot of fear around money. I have a lot mm. of fear around mm. career. So I'm just trying and it's all tied into money. So mm -hmm. because I have this thing in my head that like I'm not successful in what I'm doing until I'm at a certain place financially. Mm -hmm. So I feel like which is nothing very what I'm fair doing that for yourself. Right, but it makes me feel like nothing that I'm doing is of any value. Like my value exactly. is too attached to, it's too attached to a societal standard of success where it's like, I feel like I haven't proved to my family or like even friends right. that I have that are like in normal industries that I'm actually successful and that I'm not just like, this isn't just like my hobby. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't just like because write it, little articles. Totally. I, I feel like you're so hyper fixated on that end goal that you're not like in the journey in the same way because you're like, well, I, I can't enjoy this because I, until I get this, that doesn't unlock like my privilege to be happy about what I've done here. It's not Does even that, that though. It's not that though. It's like, yes, yes. I think that was more in the past, but I think I'm enjoying the process mm. a lot more. It's more so okay. the validation of what I'm doing is legitimate. From family. 
yeah or just family from, like, and life. I, I think or, friends i think like just just people that like i've grown up around or and again like this a societal has nothing to do, acceptance yes yes it is yeah, that's a big the, that's a big one yeah yeah, it's a it's like a made up like the way social like societal. I understand that like because a big by the way, like yes, I feel it from my family. I don't feel it from any of my friends because when I say people I grew up with, like I don't feel it from anyone that I grew up with. I'm just I'm putting it on myself, but I do feel it from family. I'm just trying to kind of let go of that. Mm-hmm. So much of it when it is like societal norm stuff, like that kind of bigger picture stuff. At the end of the day, you realize like that's just our that's just us. That's just our stuff. Like we get to decide what societal culture stuff is anyway, and we get to decide if we break that or follow that. And if that means we're morally good or bad, like that's our own shit too, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's like the bad side and the empowering side. Right. When you're like, well, it's my fault. I think this way, but I get to change it. Right. You've been doing a good job at that though. Like you've been very intentionally like journaling about it and like thinking through what those beliefs are. Cause we've talked a bit about that. I've been talking through it more than I've been journaling lately. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, do you like that better recently in terms of like cathartic release? Yeah, I think I'm just, it just depends on like you and I have gotten good at knowing what we need as like our coping. Mm. And mm-hmm. so I'm just like in a mood where journaling like isn't really doing it for me unless it's like something they like come last and go. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coping comes and goes. So it's just right now been a lot of more like up in here. Yeah. Type of stuff or like verbally releasing and working it through that way. Would you release? I was like, I got to check my journal. I don't remember. Dude, this is how bad my memory is. I don't remember. I had my own version of that. That was like same, same, but different, like a different fear, but the same iteration tied to self-worth and money and career. And I think that's the last part that feels like something that fully ended now. Okay. Like I I feel very embodied in, in embodying that lesson, closing that chapter of what that means and stepping to the next one and being excited about what this looks like right now. Mm. And I think, I think, cause you know, I've been a little like about it mm-hmm. and I think we're going to like spill the tea on Patreon today about more specifically I like know. what, what my excited. career shift is, which I didn't plan on or think I would speak to at all, but I just like, I'm fully embracing this. It's a new six month cycle. Like it, it feels very energetically grounded, like cool. Like this is a new, a new thing. I'm excited because and I'm committed to this new thing for a bit. I think you should be talking about it and screaming it from the rooftops. I understand why you haven't, but I right. am very excited to see those reactions and like see what comes of it because I think that this is definitely like when you guys hear it, like you're gonna be like, oh, duh. Because that's what I said to you. I was like, oh, obviously, exactly. like exactly. obviously, this is what you're doing. Obviously, it makes obviously. so much sense. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm doing an audible with my seat choice right now. Sorry. I d- have you noticed every time? You guys, we're moving a lot. We're today. moving a lot. I, I keep moving the mic. Meadow's <laughs> moving her mic. I'm moving all around. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're getting a show. We're probably causing you anxiety. I know. I'm really sorry. I um, this mic is broken, so like every time I pull it up, you just slowly watch it like fall over and over again. So I'm just gonna sit on this like really low thing and just let it fall completely because I think it'll be the best. I mean, I think it's too close to your mouth anyway purposes. right now. So it is for sure right now. Yeah. Watch, watch none of this be usable. We'll make it, we make it work, designers. Literally, oh, guys, we really just, <laughs> us and Kay, we're the, we're the squad. We get it done. We really are. Oh, we might have a new squad member to intro soon. Tea to come. Tea to come. Do you know what? I'm, I'm glad you stopped yourself there because sometimes you go far <laughs> and I'm like, Meadow, no. <laughs> 
No one needs to I know see yet. it all now as like moving performance art. So now I'm leaning more into the tease of it all, which works for you because now I'm not going to just like air out all our NDAs. You said something so win, win. the other day that I literally like, I love oh, you no. for it. Shit. I love you because like what you're such a cheerleader, but like you said something about someone with to someone. Who? It was on your birthday weekend. The person was in the room. Oh, I said, I had told it to you and then you said it out loud. They didn't hear you, thank God, but you said it to the other people. And I was like, Meadow, they don't know that you know that. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, um, yes, yeah, slightly, I think so, but I don't want to say it no, now. No, don't, don't. That's why I haven't used pronouns or anything. <laughs> yeah, but I was okay, like, cool, Jesus, cool, cool, Meadow, cool, cool. they don't know that you know that. Like, <laughs> I know who, I know who it, it, it's about, but I don't remember what the, what the information was. I'm going to pause so I, so I can tell about. you really fast because it's really funny. <laughs> I'm That's unpausing true, yeah. so you can hear Meta yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It was me. It was basically me airing out something that I'm manifesting for someone else that they don't even know that we haven't had a conversation. I'm just calling this in for them. And I, I was like, like, it was fact. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my business. To like yeah, a whole yeah. Group people. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I'm, yeah. I'm learning. Can so. you tell we haven't recorded it in a while? It feels like a while, but it was, we Doesn't recorded it? last week. But I know, we haven't recorded a solo in a while. That's what it is. We haven't recorded a solo in a while because we feel rusty. Uh, As I sniff. I feel like I'm glitching. <laughs> I'm like getting okay, caught. Really quick. No okay. I'm sweating too. Really quick because we have so much to move through because you guys sent in really great questions. Um, let us know, by the way, if you – well, Meadow strips for the camera. If you prefer – us answering Q and A's on Instagram, like when we ask on Wednesdays and then we answer Thursdays, oh, yeah. or if we like do these every month or whatever, or like a combination of both, because you know mm-hmm. we like to have our cake and eat it too. So let us know what you're into, because you guys are asking really good questions, such good questions. Well, and even if you're not asking questions, remember there's a spot on our website where you can submit themes. Like I've been getting a lot of DMs too, that which is also fine if you want to just DM us for theme requests mm-hmm. that end up being like our long format unpackings, even if we're not doing a Q&A. So just keep them mm-hmm. coming because we want to know what you want to talk about too. Like this is supposed to feel yeah. like we're saying. It feels like just us sometimes when we have these, it does feel like we're more engaged and interacting with you, which is the best part. Guys, these are our favorite episodes to record. Um, Before we get into it, quick disclaimer slash like leads us into it. I was talking to Meadow about this before and I was like, we need to talk about this on the podcast. So I have a friend who she's definitely not listening, but like, hi, if you're listening, she is in med school right now. And she sent like a message to like our high school group chat that we still have and was like, she had just finished her psych rotation Mm-hmm. And she was like, it pisses me off so much how many people and how many patients I spoke to that came in with some sort of quote unquote diagnosis that they had self-diagnosed because of TikTok. And they were like, TikTok said, TikTok this, TikTok. And she was like, it's so infuriating. And admittedly, when she first said it, I got weirdly triggered. And I was like, oh my God, is she like subtweeting me because I have a mental health podcast? And then I was like, no, because we don't diagnose anyone. We right. constantly, whatever. I'm not going to defend us on here. If you listen, you <laughs> know. know. But yeah. I thought it was important to bring up, especially before we do like a Q&A, don't listen to non-experts about a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Don't try and web MD your way to a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. 
it's not healthy. It's not correct. You're probably going to go down a really dangerous spiral. You might manifest weird, what are those called? Like placebo effect symptoms. Who the fuck knows? And by the way, things are not um, one size fits all. So somebody can be on TikTok being like, I have clinical depression and this is how it looks. Someone else could have clinical depression. It looks a different way. So 100%. don't yeah. just, just, just don't. Just don't. Haven't we talked about like the ADHD yeah. industry oh, that is making bank on TikTok and Tourette's topic. syndrome? Oh my God. Uh-huh. Everyone thinks that they have ADHD now. Babe, no, just because you live through a pandemic, you now work from home, your brain operates in a different way and you're not doing memory quizzes doesn't mean that you fucking have ADHD and now need to get on Ritalin or like detox from your Adderall. Like this is not, this is not what it is. Like this is, mm-hmm. there's so much more nuance. There's so much more individuality. That's like the whole point mm-hmm. of everything we're saying. You wrapped it up beautifully, but I think ADHD and Tourette's is the two places that like, I think anyone's for you page. Even Aaron, he doesn't even have yeah. TikTok. He just watches them on Instagram. He's like, do I have ADHD? And I was like, oh honey. The amount of friends that have said that to me lately, I think I have ADHD. Oh, I think I have no, ADHD. And all these don't. adults being diagnosed with ADHD. I'm like, you don't. Guys, we're just, like you said, lived through a pandemic and I'm really fucking distracted in my apartment. Exactly. You don't have ADHD. Just because you, you like who, can't though? put something away in your drawer and you space out. Like that doesn't be like, this is different than clinical diagnoses, whatever. Well, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Play devil's advocate. Do you know who, um, no, this isn't devil's advocate, but I'm oh. saying like for people who actually have diagnosed ADHD, do you know whose YouTube video I watched that I was like, wow, I don't have ADHD, but that sounds like a really interesting way to describe how she feels. Colleen Ballinger. Oh, she know that is? is so cool and open about trichotillomania. Trick is it called trichotillomania and Trich- ADHD? I love when is she that shares about her hair? personal. Ex- yeah, and skin picking. I think it's trichotillomania, something like that. Something like that. She, like uh, when she describes her personal experiences, she is so beautiful at like describing where she's coming from, where her doctors are coming from, where she's working from, how it doesn't mean something for you, but this is her experience. Like I love when Colleen talks about mental health. It's so cool. So I was watching one of her vlogs and she it was a recent vlog and she was talking about like what her brain feels like. And the way that she described it was she was like, pretend like you just made a bunch of spaghetti that's like stuck together and you threw the spaghetti into like a bowl in the sink. And she's like, basically every task that I have to do is like each, it's an individual strand of spaghetti. But like Mm. every time I pick up that strand and I start doing it, it's attached to another strand that I'm like, oh, I have to do this now. So I stop doing what that strand is. And it's like, you're constantly unraveling this like knot of spaghetti. It was a really interesting way to like think about it because I had never thought about it that way because I don't suffer from ADHD. So if you do and you're diagnosed and you actually are diagnosed that's an interesting way to look at it. But so and I'm cool. not saying either, by the way, that if you're not diagnosed and you see something on TikTok and it relates with you that like it couldn't be what's going on. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying right. like, let's not jump to conclusions. I think social media has become a cool place for people to get information, right? Like that's just super point cool. blank, interesting and new and the accessibility and what is it they say? Like kindergartners today know more than the president did 25 years ago or whatever it was. Like, it's so cool to have that access to information. All we're saying is like, be critical consumers of information. Thoughtful. Look at where the source is coming from. Look at yourself. Understand that you're getting a 30 second bite of a diagnosis of something like just, you know, critical analysis things. Also, Google Scholar is incredible. Also, if someone's saying they're like a board certified, whatever, like, you know, APA, whatever. If someone says they have a degree, like, you know, you can Google fact check that, right? So just throwing that out there too. We love fact checking. Sometimes I get DMs not to talk shit. Talk shit. Sometimes I get DMs where I'm like, babe, I'm not Google. 
Like, like, do people just not realize they just can Google it? Aaron and I have had a coworker back in the day who's definitely not listening, but Billy, if you're here, hello, that we would always crack up at because anytime we would like ask something or be in conversation, something could come up, just not even, you just hear his fingers. Like he's immediately Googling it. Like it's just That's so- That's how Zoe is. That's what I was about to say. Yes. We have everything. such a gift of having that access, like fucking utilize. It's so much fun. It's utilize so much it, fun. Learn. And also it gives you such a one up in like conversations. Like that's what I was literally about to say that like my boyfriend totally. does that. Where like he will Google, he hears something and he's like, nah, I don't know. He'll immediately like, you know how I'll be like, oh, I got to Google that. And then I don't do it. Yeah. Like he'll immediately do it. But the yes. recent one that we were talking about was he, we were just, just having a really long conversation about Candace Owens. And oh. he was saying how like the documentary that she had about like George Floyd's mm-hmm, murder, mm-hmm. like actually not being a murder mm-hmm. and the dangerous psychotic bullshit that she spews. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that. And he was saying, he was like having a conversation about it with somebody who was like, yeah, but you know, the expert and then, so he's like, let's check who the expert is. So he Googles the expert from the documentary, had to click a couple fucking Wikipedia links, okay? This man isn't a fucking data analyst to figure out that the expert, he's an ex-law enforcement officer who Mm -hmm. is tapped in all of these like where the cop fucks up Mm -hmm. type of case where like the cop Mm -hmm. fucks up, they shoot someone, they do something they're not supposed to do. He's always the one that they like tap for the lawsuit and for the case as like that's who's cited as the expert. Mm-hmm. So like obviously it's like who fucking Candace Owens is gonna be citing, and I'm like one Google, one Google, one Google, one Google, and you figure out that it's full of shit. If you didn't already know that she was full of shit, it's literally when people are like, oh, it's in a, it's in an independently peer reviewed journal, and you look up the journal, and like the research was actually funded by Coca Cola or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you, or who's it's like funding the sample the size is five people. That's what I mean. Like you have you got to check a couple things. You got to check a couple things. Your boyfriend's so good at that. You had another example about that, about politics. Do you remember? Like the billboard of the guy in the South. Oh, that's a good one. Should I tell that, should I Just, tell that yeah, story? Just, yeah, real quick because it's good. And it's the same thing. Okay, before I get into it, that's the fucking Cash 22 of social media. Yes, it's amazing that we have so much access and so much knowledge and like access to people the way that other people live and all these things. But then also our attention spans are getting so much smaller mm-hmm. and we're just absorbing these sound bites and we're forgetting how to analyze and critically think and have deductive reasoning skills and think for ourselves. And that is really dangerous and contributes to a lot of groupthink, which isn't fabulous. Also contributes to cancel culture, which we're actively trying to dismantle because that's not healthy and normal and like conducive to a society growing in any form. (sighs) We're going to talk about this in our Patreon episode. So tune in. But like as a little teaser, I literally said this to Zoe yesterday. I hate cancel culture so much. So it makes me so happy when large corporations act because money speaks and it's the only thing that people listen to. Mm -hmm. So like all of these fucking corporations that are and banks and Adidas and all these people that are dropping Kanye like fucking flies. I'm like, thank God that's happening because people with such a fucking big God complex that are so dangerous, they don't care if they get canceled Mm -hmm. because it's just, we're just sheep. We're just sheep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What matters Mm -hmm. are these corporations, these billion dollar fucking Mm -hmm. companies Mm -hmm. that are telling them to go fuck themselves Mm -hmm. and they're losing money. Mm -hmm. That's when they shake a little bit Mm -hmm. because it actually affects them. So tune into our Patreon episode that we're going to record right after this one. It should already be live by the time this goes Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. So go listen to uh, further that conversation if you're curious. Tell the the Zoe story on Patreon there. We'll leave them with that so we can do a Q&A. Go listen to the story of how to actually use your brain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
Okay. You guys asked some great questions that I have pulled up here on my phone. Should I just start ripping them for you? Yeah, please. Start from the top. How do you know if you'd actually be happier single versus being afraid of marriage, even with the perfect girlfriend? So let's just say perfect partner. How do you know if you'd actually be happier single versus being afraid of... Okay. I think what they're trying to say is like they're scared of marriage. So they think that they're going to be happier single, but it's just their fear talking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what I'm taking Mm -hmm. away from the question. Is Mm -hmm. that what they're asking? I don't know. My gut reaction was harsh, which was... Go ahead. If you... If you really love, like, I'd never really thought I wanted to get married, but it's important to Aaron. And because he's the perfect person, it means, like, I now want to. Like, it now, if it's exciting for you, I, I it's exciting for, like, there's just a different level of, um, there's a hard part about, like, marriage and long-term relationships. And that is, like, love is not enough. And you have to respect the other person. You choose each other every day. You show up. You're making a commitment. The easy part is choosing him. That's the easiest part. Mm-hmm. So if that's not mm-hmm. an easy part, go be single and figure it out. I agree. I agree. I, I don't think know it's if that's what they're asking, but that was my – you're scared. That's how I heard it. I, I feel like it kind of is. Okay. I think it is that they're saying, like, I'm just – it says, how do you know if you'd be happy or single versus being afraid of marriage, even if you have the perfect partner? Yeah, I think you're answering it correctly. I think work. Yeah. fear is such a cop-out. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's two-pronged, even though there's nuance in between. It's either you need to grow up and get over it because you're really not going to do something that you genuinely want to do because you're fucking scared. Like, is it a self-sabotage okay. fear or is it a fear of not the right person? Yeah. 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 So like grow up and like do the work and figure it out or second prong is like it's just an excuse it's not the right person exactly. and you know it yeah i so i like, feel like it's either of those prongs too that's also my gut reaction yeah yeah and by the way if it is prong number one maybe you shouldn't jump into it even if it is the right person because clearly you you're still in you have some fears that you need to work through and you're not going to be the ideal partner because you're not the best version right now which, which again you don't have to be the best version of yourself exactly. all the time in relationship but there's some work. things to work through before a long-term commitment, but also like, don't let that feel debilitating because the, the empowering part of that is that fear is exactly where you start. Like you have, we please refer back mm-hmm. to our episode of using triggers as a roadmap. Like that place is, is the first step in your healing. You have a path, you know what you need. Like it's, the, you have something to go towards, which is very empowering in a healing process. Cause it's not always the case. So at least, you know what you can go towards and start exploring with someone. Exactly. Great question. I think it's something a lot of people feel. Yeah. Okay. Love this because we just talked about it on Isaac's episode. Oh, we hadn't even had Isaac on yet when this person asked the question. So I love that this happened. Fun. Any advice on how to get out of awareness hell? Oh, self-awareness hell. Should we describe what self-awareness hell is? Please go ahead. Self-awareness hell is doing the work, being aware of your patterns, being aware of triggers yet still watching the same patterns occur to you again and again, because you're not taking aligned action with what you know, like your highest purpose yourself to be. So you're trapped knowing that like you're in this place where you're working on healing. You're maybe not taking actions that you want to take, but you're also frustrated with the patterns that are still occurring in front of you. So how do you get out of that rut? Mm -hmm. That's how I take it. Do you have any? That's exactly, that's how I take it too. Okay. I think what you said before of using your triggers as a roadmap is Mm -hmm. a great place to start. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Pick one. Pick one. Use your triggers. Notice one comes up today, write it down, go from there. I think to speak more to like aligned action, even like making a physical list of what patterns are occurring to you is really helpful because then you can start like noticing day to day where they line up. I also very strongly believe 
in building a mindfulness muscle outside of work, outside of self-care, like work on to have a, have a practice in a space where you're constantly working on mindfulness because one, the research is unprecedented when it comes to meditation for your physical and mental health. Nothing is more research back than it. Everyone needs, it should be a baseline requirement at this point. That's how strongly I feel about it. But two, developing a practice space where you're learning that your thoughts and emotions aren't real, but they're experiences and like how to distance yourself from them in practice means that when the triggers start coming up in real time and when it comes to making those aligned actions and decisions in real time, you will be better equipped to flex that muscle that you're building in an outside scenario. Like you're prepping yourself for these mm. moments to step into that worth by creating space in between you and these big feelings that can make you act irrationally or, or, Okay, I was describing this to someone the other day about how if you've been stuck in a pattern for so long, the way neuroplasticity works is you picture it like a sled going down snow, like you have your defined path that's so clear and so carved out, like you're always mm -hmm. going this way. It's very hard to start a new path. So when you're building that muscle outside, then choosing that new path gets a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper till you can naturally start going towards this aligned action. Is that helpful? Mm, yeah, that is helpful. I have nothing to add because my <laughs> Okay, move on. Heard here first. <laughs> okay, cute. <laughs> okay, cute. Some of those things come out of my mouth that I'm like, I just sound like such an asshole. You, you've like, you've lived in LA for a year for sure. <laughs> Bruh, let me just tell you. My friend, uh, Sarah, sent me a DM yesterday that said, I don't care how in love with you I am, I'm still going to call you bro. <laughs> it's like, I... I was raised in San Diego. Like, I will call – if I love yeah. you, I – well, I mean, I'm from Miami. Yeah. Bro is, like, yeah. literally our um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reel it in, Gabby. Focus. And meta. I just see my brain just escaping. Okay. Advice for finding friends in a new city. We've Take talked it away. a lot about this. Yeah, we have. Okay. Here are my main points. One – Interesting thought that I want to have an episode about. So let us know if you're interested in this, but I think it brings it in. It's the idea of working through like your karma. Oh, we were just talking about this. I love this so, so much. So I think that like when you're moving to a new city, obviously there's a lot of change going around that can be really scary. It can be really intimidating. It can be really paralyzing. I think that if you're doing that in conjunction with working on yourself in a way that just feels really aligned. It doesn't have to be anything major, just like getting really clear with your gut, like being able to hear your gut and having a really good gut check is a great place to start. That way, when you start meeting new people, you'll be able to weed out ones who are haven't really done their karmic work, aren't really the ones that are on your vibration, and really sort of like sort through and filter the ones that are. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll start with that. I think social media is a great tool. Mm -hmm. I know that like we don't all work in social media, but I do think that like it's the age of that. So like sliding into people's DMs, giving them a follow, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not weird. Talking Asking over the stories friends, is like, my hey. favorite thing to do. Yeah, like yeah. it's not weird. And if that feels uncomfortable for you, because because oh, hold on, let me caveat that because there have definitely been moments where like. I talked about this with friends who have like gotten DMs and I've gotten DMs like this too that are like, oh my God, like we should totally be friends. Like you live in my city, like let's be friends. And I'm like- Different. You, no. No, yeah. 
I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like a little invasive to do yeah. it like that. So if it's more of like we're bonding over shared interests, liking something yeah. or having shared interests, I think that's interesting, which brings up my second point of, or I guess third point, go do things. Liv Press talked about this. Go do things that you enjoy, whether it's like a pottery class or an acting class. Do things that you're interested in because you will meet other people who are also interested in those same things. And they can be, it doesn't even have to be as scary starting something new like an acting class like when you were saying the Instagram situation an example that came to mind was if you like natural wine you watch Maddie Bragg's videos you Mm -hmm. like natural wine you find a new natural wine shop nearby start following the account like start following the owner of the shop like DM them when they have new things and ask questions like find a a genuine shared interest to like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh the way we talk about how Aaron has friends in Japan over the same like North Face collection stuff like just have a shared interest and, and discuss it like kind of like a club. Like we're all in our own online club. Go listen to our last Q&A because we talked about this a lot more extensively and Liv Prez's episode. Yeah. Because I don't want to talk too much about it because we've talked about yeah. it so much. Sorry, my lighting's all weird. So is mine. We've already, we've given up the production value oh, of also, this. Also, new art. Oh yeah, new art. Yeah, new Forever. art. Not me. They were really ugly and I just committed, but I hated them the whole time. So now we're, we've we, got new art. We're happy you can't really it. see it from this angle, but New Yorker, baby. It's a, like, it's a New Yorker from, I don't know. I think it's from like the 70s. Yeah, I think it said that. Yeah. Oh, I love this question and I'm going to make you answer it because it's all about you. How to get into tarot reading. (laughs) Good question. I I was so good at reading tarot. I had this idea in my head that I don't think is necessarily true, but for some reason I had this idea in my head that my sister gave me years ago that you couldn't buy your first tarot deck. It had to be gifted to you. And I wanted to get into it so badly. And I was watching videos about ASMR tarot and stuff all the time. Straight up called my sister and was like, can you buy me tarot decks for my birthday? This was last year or the year before. And I just asked for it. And so she did. And I have been taught by someone I I think it's nice to just have one deck that you read for yourself. But if you're interested in like reading for other people, I think I've been taught that it's nice to have a a deck that you use just for yourself and one you use to read others and like have that be separate. And then I think just like small things to practice. So like watch videos on YouTube. I really like Edia ASMR. I really like Vanessa Samaya's tarot decks that I post about all the time. I I just find their videos very comforting and usually very accurate. And I I like learning through them. And then I also am like, every time I read, I'm just reading the book about what the cards mean because I don't know yet. I was told to start by just pulling one a day for the day and write it down and keep track of the themes and just start trying to like piece it together slowly for yourself. I think that's a very, very nice baby step. And then if people are interested, when like new moons and solar eclipses and shit comes up, I'll start posting like little things you can do. Michaela last night told me... An example of something she does recently is like one card for the moment, something you need to hear right now, something you need to hear for this week and something for the season, like the next 30 day moon cycle. And she did something really cool where she, I've never specified it. Usually mine is very much just kind of generally asking for like themes of what's going on right now and what do I need to know. Michaela was so cool because she took it very specific and asked for boundaries. Like I'm trying to implement boundary settings. Like what do I need to know in regards to boundaries right now, this week and this month? What should I be paying attention to? What should I focus on? It it, it never occurred to me as a beginner that I could could get more specific with it. So I think that's like a fun place that I'm going to start exploring next. But for now, just like get yourself a desk, ask your best friend to buy you a deck. I got Gabby some for her birthday too and just start playing with them. Do, Do one a day and keep a journal of it. I think the journal is important to just keep track. And simultaneously, it might be very helpful for you to track your patterns if that's something you're trying to get into as well. Having tarot and journaling at the same journal is so helpful for pattern tracking for me. 
I've just found that it, it provides more insight. So it might be fun. I always love finding new tarot people. So if any of you guys, I like Esotero. She's nice on YouTube. If anyone has people that they love watching send or like following, us. let us know. Send us yeah. because I always want to hear. Okay. Oh, this is tender. Okay. First kiss tips. Oh my God. That's so cute. Okay. I have two answers because one, what if it's your first kiss period and then first kiss with someone new? Right. Take it away and do both. Okay. First kiss period. Oh, it's so special. I know. But like also not really. <laughs> like I feel like we make everything special in our brains and it's just not. Like the first time of anything usually isn't going to be great. No. I'm going to be honest. I think consent, make sure you're comfortable, make sure they're comfortable. Yeah. Don't just, you know, it's like riding a bike. Yeah. You kind of figure it out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't go in too aggressively. You know, hold back those teeth. Mm -hmm. Just, just don't shove your tongue in their mouth. Um, please start gently. <laughs> please start don't gently. Enter like, with that's force. What I'm to say. Please like, start gently. <laughs> don't enter with force. Tender. You know. Don't like, enter with the tongue. Don't get, introduce it later if it if you build to it. Yeah. You don't just come introduce don't the come biting. In firing. Introduce the yeah, tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Introduce the sucking. All of All that. Introduce slowly. It later. Yeah. 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 Yeah slow. Your lips will know what to do. Hopefully so will theirs, you know? Mm -hmm. Chew a piece of gum mm -hmm. before. Brush your I teeth. I don't know. Just scrape your fucking tongue. Bro, scrape <laughs> your fucking tongue. If you don't have a tongue scraper, what are you doing? I'm sorry. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm going to out myself. Like I didn't have one until like a year and a half ago, two years ago. The, the way that I feel You can never vile, go back. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Like I feel as if like I hadn't bathed yes. in my 26 years of life Absolutely. until I had a tongue. Like, Absolutely. I, like it's like you have been showering your whole life without soap. Yeah, you you're, you're I mean? a man that just discovered that washing your ass is a thing when you learn to scrape your tongue. <sighs> like not to make it gender specific, but we've just seen it on TikTok. So it's a funny trope. Just fucking get a tongue scraper. To just yeah. I'm not gonna explain it just further. Do it. Get a, it no white tongues okay. anyway. when kissing anyone. Okay. Move on. I can smell you from here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. No. Okay. No. Okay. Um, first kiss with a new person. Same thing in terms of like going gentle. Vibe check, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Read the room. Mm -hmm. So many people. Here's the thing. I assume that people know how to read the room when apparently it's a fucking art because so many people cannot. Yeah. And I just don't understand it. Yeah. But I feel like if you're a TMV listener, you know how to read a room. You're a self aware kind of person. Mm -hmm. So you know how to read a room. Yeah. You know how to read a room. Again, I think it just depends on the situation. If it's like after a first date, like a nice little smooch is cute. cute. Couldn't tell you the last time that I had a first kiss that like wasn't turning into like a full fledged makeout. <laughs> you know, yeah. at my age, yeah. at my ripe age. Yeah. But yeah, just never lead with tongue. It frustrates me deeply. Just don't lead with tongue. Figure it out. Figure out the way the other person kisses first because some people don't like – but use your tongue eventually. If you don't use your tongue and you're just making out. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I just – I was like off in my own world for a second thinking about – because I was like, oh, the first time – I, the last time I had a first kiss was obviously Aaron. And I was like, oh, yeah, we admitted our love for each other. And then he like didn't kiss me for a week. He like it, – it's like we're – our whole courtship is Your so backwards because we're soulmates. Stories, it, it's hilarious. It makes no sense. But we basically like admitted our love for each other. Then he didn't even kiss me for a week till I was literally like, you need to kiss me now. But it was also then fucking incredible, you know? So worked well. Yeah. I hadn't been used to – I had never been courted by a Southern man. 
They move slowly and they build tension. And I like it. Worship kink. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that TikTok? (laughs) I have this meme. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I sure have. I sure have. Let's keep going. Let's keep it moving. I also feel like I'm being really... Someone tell me if I'm being mean today. Oh my God. Not at all. Mean? Okay. All right. 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 We're going to keep it moving. Tips on stopping the negative narrative if some days are less productive than others. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Rest is productive. Is productive. Say it again. Rest is productive. Because yep. laziness exists. I don't want to fall into the trap because I just mm, – this is where I get really pissed that like people will be like, you're Gen Z because I'm not. <laughs> I am a cusper. I am the last You're the millennial. only millennial that like makes sure people knows is a millennial. Like, I get so viscerally upset yeah. when people are like, you're Gen Z. And I'm like, N- I could break <laughs> your head in half. <laughs> I agree that, like, a lot of people just don't want to work these days. Right. I don't either. <laughs> I don't want to work in a lot of survival. I just want to, like, create and storytell yeah. and, like, live in a mansion. Yeah, same. Is that too, much too fucking hard no. to ask for? <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> that said... Like, I'm not going to go into the whole, like, laziness doesn't exist because it fucking does. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. It does. Know the difference. This is all going back to being self-aware. Know the difference. Rest is so productive because you're recharging your brain. Mm -hmm. You're charging all those little neural pathways. You're creating new ones. You're giving yourself the space to, like, actually create and do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So recharging is so productive. Think about it. It's like sleep. If you're not sleeping, you're not getting anything done. Your brain isn't functioning the way that it needs to be functioning. If you want to focus on your job, how are you supposed to focus on your job if you can't focus? Beautiful. What were you going to say? This is the stress curve. Picture a normal bell curve, baby. This is the stress curve. The stress curve says that if you have not enough stress in your life, your productivity is at an all-time low. Why? Remember those summers when we didn't, you know, you weren't in school, you're in your pajamas all day watching cartoons, whatever. Like you lean into the laziness because there's nothing making you have to work for it, right? The other side is if we have so much stress that it's too much to handle, we curl into a ball and watch Netflix all day, right? You're still, you're on the low, too little stress or too much stress. You're not very productive. If you have just enough stuff to kick your ass, to get you into gear, but not so much that you need to like do coping mechanisms to regulate, you can stay in the zone of optimal levels of stress because not all stress is bad. Stress can be used to motivate us. So this is how we stay in this optimum level. If you're in this way, make some goals, set some set some systems into place to kick your ass. If you're too much stress, make sure you do some coping and set some time for rest, which will be productive in order for you to come back to the optimal level of stress. Rant over. Thank you. That was so much better. I feel like I just say things <laughs> on here. Here we go again. You're getting in and your then head Meadow too much. Actually, yeah. And then Meadow actually like provides meaning to everything. It's not meaning. It's only I have like, I have a formal mm-hmm. way to say things. You have actual relatability. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Last one. Last one. Major sources of sources of aesthetic inspiration. The inspiration. I know exactly what it is. Aesthetic inspiration. Where do I begin? In what capacity? Home, art. I don't know. That's music. What it, says. It, oh. it says aesthetic inspiration. Oh. Okay. Um. OG Tumblr. 
I'm new on Pinterest. I wiped all my old 2014 boards and I'm going for that. Oh man, magazines. I just bought our new AD. I love aesthetic inspo. I love classical artists. I love looking at design versus fine art. I love sculpture. I love videography. Oh my God, those Nowness videos. Nowness in residence series on YouTube. So inspirational and aesthetic. Um, I closet wise, Gabby. <laughs> music videos. Oh, I love music. Music videos are so poignant and like imbue such feeling. What else? People watching. Ooh, <gasps> yeah. People watching is a big that is thing. Such for a me. good one. Yes, because we're all just looking down and we're all just okay. So I had this conversation like a year ago with one of my editor friends. She's a beauty editor. She is the only editor that I know that doesn't have Instagram. Wow. And she, her thing is like, I was like, but isn't it like, because I always had this narrative in my head of like, if you're not, if your finger isn't on the pulse, you don't know what's going on. And she was like, yeah, but like, what is the pulse if it's just what everyone else is doing? And it's the the things that you're seeing. She's like, I find trends first because I look on the street. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm looking, I'm literally looking and seeing, oh, like this person are doing this thing right now or like, no, they're in LA. Yeah. You do have the, you have hometown advantage of like a cultural center with that versus like Alabama. For sure. Yeah. She's in LA, but, but yes, it's like, she just looks around and I really think about that all the time where like when I'm, when I'm feeling really in like a pitching rut of like what I want to talk about and like pitch to different magazines, I think about what, what she told me. And I'm like, what am I literally seeing? What are my friends actively talking about? Like what's happening in this actual space, not in here. Also, like a different a different version of that for me is like inner child stuff. Like I grew up watching Anthony Bourdain with my family. So like he's a big source of inspiration or like old school Project Runway. I'll never forget when they had to make the dresses out of the out of the seatbelts. And then like all those, remember we used to have seatbelt dress in the 2010, like, like going back to things that you were interested in or have experience with or feel intimate or personal to you and and taking the parts of that that inspire you to make something else is like the coolest fucking thing in the world to me a random example that i can think of is we were just watching aaron's like favorite movie childhood movie of all time is the rush hour movies and i hadn't seen any of them they're jackie chan and what's his name and um we were watching another one last night and don Cheadle's in it and he comes out and he's like what are you doing kenny and we i looked at him and i was like oh kung fu kenny like this is where Kendrick got that from. He must have grown. He's your age. He grew up with this movie just like you. Like it's it's so cool when you can see artists have the same cultural references as you because you're the same age and grew up in similar scenarios and found relatability with the same movie. Like I love mm-hmm. that shit. It's so cool. So like look it's at your own that you, life that you use that. It's so funny that you use that because like I think about that all the time when I'm listening to songs, especially like songs in Spanish Mm. that I might obviously like I grew up in the United States. So like I have a very different lived experience from people that like grew up in other countries, but like the, the cultural references and stuff. Like I think about that shit all of the time. And I, I was literally on like on my way home from Pilates today. I was thinking, I was listening to this like Jay Cortez song, whatever. And he was like saying all this stuff in the song. And I was like, wow. And it was all like old school reggaeton references that like I just happened to get because it was like stuff that I listened to. But there's obviously references that like, I know they're making a reference, but I don't know what it Mm -hmm. is. I wonder like how cool it must be for all of these artists that are all these like reggaeton artists that like all have kind of like the same memory bank Mm -hmm. for them. Like how excited they get when they hear that reference. Like Like, I know that character from Oh my thing. god! I, it is. It hits. Yes. That's when art becomes so much more beautiful when you make those personal connections because that's the part that is like you're saying. That's what connects to your heart. 
You know what I mean? Like that's what pulls on those strings. Oh, it's so fucking cool. You know, it'd be a fun exercise for you. You should, you should go through like that song and like go to the genius and look up all the references you don't know. You might find like something new and cool for yourself. I'm a big lyrico. Yeah, me too. Oh my God, I have to tell you the funniest. I'll tell it on Patreon. Okay, let's go to Patreon. I'm tell the story on Patreon. Move let's go to Patreon. Bye. All right, thank you guys for listening. Rate and review. Send it to a friend. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Love you, bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Thoughts Mayberry podcast. <laughs> Every Monday. <laughs>